Had I told you after the Thursday night game against Jacksonville that the Saints, just in a couple weeks, would be going for their third straight victory, I guess a few weeks, would be going for their third straight victory, you would probably told me, Derry, what crack pipe did you find laying on the street? And don't you know not to touch those things? They're nasty. But obviously I touched it. I must be drinking the magic elixir because my tune sure has changed in just a, what, 24-day period? Just a short little window of time? My opinion has changed? I don't know. Maybe it's a little happy, happy Georgia. Or maybe I'm being sucked in again. We'll figure it out, and we're going to give you our best bets with Uncle Big Nick. We've been doing pretty well. At least one of us has. We'll see if that trend can continue. All coming up next on Datitude. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends elsewhere who want a little bit of that magic elixir I've been drinking. Give me that stuff. It's good. Jerry's happy. What's going on around here? I want to be happy, too. That's right. I'm Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times, Picayune, the Advocate, and bet.nola.com. This is Datitude, episode number 187 for a Thursday, November the 9th, 2023. I, I get emails. I hate when you make those voices. I really hate when you make... It's who I am, dude. I make voices at different times. Whenever I feel something is necessary using a different voice to show that that's someone talking to me, I mean, because no one talking to me is going to have the same voice as me. I'm not going to have a... I, I do have conversations with myself, but I think I use the voices even when I have conversations with myself. Maybe I do belong in a mental institution. It's okay. But generally, when I'm trying to inflect, is that a word? that someone is talking to me, I use a different voice. Yeah, well, stop talking to yourself. It's not, it's not, not cool. Whatever. I'm going to do it. And it's not always the same voice. I think, I think that's really probably what gets people. A lot of times I use the nasally voice like this when I'm trying to suggest that the other person is a moron. I mean, because really, that's another thing. Morons don't always have that kind of voice. I mean, sometimes a moron can have a regular voice. Look, listen to me. You hear this voice? Moron. Normal. Is what it is. All right. I'm already digressing, and we're three minutes into the show this morning. Um, not going to spend a whole ton of time on the monologue because, you know, we had a show Monday. We're going to have a show Friday. The, the, the only thing that's weird about getting this far into a season, like you can't really see the finish line yet, at least not in the NFL. And, look, let's face it, I've spent 92% of the time since uh, August, talking about the Saints and the NFL. So it is what it is. Um, I've talked less about other stuff beyond the Saints this year than, than any of the other two years that we've done this show. It is what it is. I mean, people want to hear about the Saints. Uh, so we didn't even hardly talk about LSU Bama last week, and I guess now we know why. 
But, uh, you know, I will throw uh, stuff, my son says, a segment in every now and then. He hasn't said a whole lot. He, although he was kind of, last night, uh, the dill hole was, we were talking about health insurance. And my daughter-in-law is uh, getting a new job and explaining to them, you know, you got to get on, a, it's a qualifying event, so you, you can get on my son's health insurance now. You just got to do all this stuff together and started telling him how much the health insurance was going to cost. And uh, welcome to adulthood, pal. Yeah, that, that was an interesting conversation. He's like, I don't want, he's like, I don't want to do it. I'm like, moron, you got two kids. You, you got to have health insurance. Oh, I don't want to do it. Yeah, well, too bad. Welcome to adulthood. You got to do it. You got to put your wife on there too. And if you only got $4 after, you still got to do health insurance. Like literally. If you can have like $4 when, at, the, at the end when all is said and done and that's all that's left in your check, then go sell more food. You're a salesman. Go sell more. But you got to have health insurance. You got to... You know, you got two kids. One of them is what? I got to do math in my head now. One of them is four months old. You got to go get health insurance. So stuff, my son says. That's really the only things that we've talked about this, uh, this, this season other than the New Orleans Saints. I went back and listened to uh, a clip. I didn't listen to the whole show. But the second most listened to show in this in this podcast history it still amazes me the the most listened to podcast in this show's history is mickey loomis and it continues to get listened to even though it is almost a year and a half old now people still go back and listen to that for some unknown reason uh it wasn't even a long show it was duncan and i talking to loomis and it lasted for like less than a half an hour but people still go back and listen to it i go look and say yep numbers are up again um and until recently, the second most listened to show was my long interview with Jim Mora. Uh, I had a, I don't know, I think it was like 45, 50 minutes talk with Jim Mora before the start of last season. It still gets listened to as well, but not, not the same as Mickey Loomis. But now, the second most listened to show is a show I did a few weeks ago when I was just completely pissed off after the Jacksonville game and lambasted the Saints uh, in my dime. Uh, whatever show that number that was. It was 180-something. It was within the last six to seven shows. And uh, everything I said, I don't, I don't take back anything I said in the show. I mean, the Saints, and I still say this. I said, I'm going to say this on Bayou Bets later this afternoon. I'm going to say it on the final bet show Tonight on Fox 8 at 1035. I mean, I'm all over the place today. If you don't want, if you don't want a part of Jim Derry uh, today, you probably want to turn off your phones and TVs and whatever. I don't know what the deal is, but today's one of those days where I'm everywhere. Um, I got basketball games to do for VSN tonight. And I'm on uh, Final Bet again. But I, I talk about this. This team is no, it's the same team. I don't really feel any differently about it, but the reason why I'm more positive I guess today than I was after the Jacksonville game is I guess I've accepted it and realized this team is who we thought they were. They're going to come up with at least in a bare minimum of two to three more stinkers 
before this season is over. They've got a good, I think, I think two. I'm going to say two. I'm not saying they're not going to lose more than two. They might lose more than two games. But if they went in and they played well and they lost to Detroit, no one would be that upset. At least no, no realist would be that upset if they went and played fairly well against Detroit and lost. But anyone else, they don't have any reason for losing to anyone else. They're going to be favored, and I went and looked at this. They are favored in every other game this year except Detroit. That doesn't mean they're going to win the rest of them. I had this conversation with Juan Kincaid tonight. No, no sane person on the planet would think the Saints are going to win seven of the last eight and finish 12 and five. I mean, that's unrealistic. I mean, it could happen, but it's highly unlikely. Even though they're going to be favored in seven of their last eight games. And even Detroit, what I saw is they're only like a two and a half point dog right now. So if you want to go better, if you think this Detroit's going to beat up on the Saints, and actually I kind of do, it's not a good matchup for the Saints at all. But I digress. The point is, this Saints team is exactly who we thought they were to start the season. We didn't know, necessarily know the road they were going to take to get here. But they have a chance to win three in a row this week, and I'm high on them, which means that maybe I will be ticked off if they go into Minneapolis and lay an egg. You're playing a quarterback that, you know, it's different to me, you know, and my son... And before he started talking about health insurance last night, he was giving the popular Saints fan point of view and let's call it the Aunt Mabel point of view, the Joe Q public point of view. I talk about it in my NFL picks column this morning. It's easy to think the Saints are going to suck in Minnesota. I didn't say anything about the Saints. He brought it up on his own. Saints are going to get killed this week. I said they're two-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't care. Did you see what Josh Dobbs did to Atlanta last week? Big difference. First of all, you can say whatever you want. I don't understand why anyone thought Atlanta's defense was good. They're not terrible, but they're not good either. They also have, you can say whatever you want about Dennis Allen. You can hate Dennis Allen to the cows come home. By the way, the cows never come home when they leave. You got to go get them. You got to bring them home yourself. They never come home. You can hate Dennis Allen all you want. He's by far, and I mean by, it's not close. He's by far the best coach in the NFC South. Now, you can say that, oh, big whoop, the NFC South coaches suck. I'm not going to disagree with you, but he's still the best coach in the NFC South by far. You can discount, you know, people always want to say, yeah, but, whatever. The Saints are winning the division. Yeah, but the division sucks. Well, they're still winning it. Who cares? doesn't matter if it sucks. They're still winning it. You win the division, you get a home game in the playoffs. No matter, you can be 5-13. and 13. If you are 5-12, and 12, I guess it would be. But if your record is better than everyone else's, you win the division. You get a home playoff game. It doesn't make a difference. You're still there. Realistic expectations have gone out of the window. When Sean Payton was here and Drew Brees was the quarterback, the Saints could be, and they were. They were 7-9 for three years in a row at one point and 7-9 at other places.
throughout Sean Payton's tenure. But the next year, and at points during the season, people were still riding the magic carpet. If they won two games in a row, told you the Saints were good. Saints win two games in a row now, they suck. They got five turnovers against Chicago. And only one by seven. Yeah, but they had, people don't realize, they had opportunities and just missed on them. Groupie doinks a field goal off the upright, and they would have covered. People would still say they suck. Pete Carmichael makes a boneheaded decision, one of many this season, obviously, but he's been a lot better lately. For some reason, decided to use Derek Carr in a fourth and a foot at the, what, 15-yard line, and it backfired. If the Saints get either one of those plays or get both of those plays, they win by 17. Are people still saying they suck because they missed on those two plays? Those two things didn't change how the Saints played in that game. It just changed the score. This team is no different had they won by 17 than the one that won by seven. Would people feel differently? Probably not, to be honest. Some people would, some people wouldn't. The point is that this team is clearly two touchdowns better than a really bad team in Chicago. And they're playing a team in Minnesota this week that's only a little bit better. And the reason why they're only a little bit better right now is because they have a quarterback. Look, you can't count on what he did last week. You're, no matter what he did last week, let's give him the victory, even though it doesn't really count in his record because he didn't start the game. But let's give him the victory. I had to have this conversation last night again. You know how many games Josh Dobbs has won in his eight-year NFL career? Two. That one and uh, earlier this season when he beat Dallas. A complete fluke, the upset of the year. That's how many games Josh Dobbs has won in his eight-year NFL career. Do you expect him to do it again this week? Yes. Why? Why would you expect him to? And I guess, I mean, I wasn't going to give my Saints prediction, but why? This is a great spot for the Saints because of what Josh Dobbs was able to do. It's a lot different when you go into something, and I imagine that, Normal people have been through this in their lives at some point. When you get thrown into the fire and you don't have time to think and you just do it. It's a lot different than when you have time to prepare for something and the something has time to prepare for you. Let's don't forget about that part of it. The Saints know what to expect from Josh Dobbs now. They know how they're going to attack playing against this team. They have time to prepare for it. Josh Dobbs has a week to think about it as well, which isn't a good thing, I don't think. As we talk about this on Thursday morning, I think there's a better than 50-50 chance that Justin Jefferson doesn't play. In fact, I think it's probably about 25% that he plays, 75% he doesn't. If you read the comments of Kevin O'Connell, they're not going to rush back their star wide receiver with a hamstring injury. You don't rush back hamstring injuries. That's a recipe for disaster. Not just for the rest of this year, but hamstrings are tough. You know, if this was a do or die game, maybe. 
probably not going to play. K.J. Osborne, another starting receiver. Concussion last week. Had to be carted off the field. I would be shocked if he plays. Left tackle is hurt. T.J. Hawkinson, their tight end, is hurt. He's probably going to play. All kinds of problems for the Vikings. All kinds of problems. May or may not. They have almost no running game. The Saints are in a good spot. Two and a half point favorites at Minneapolis. Now, what doesn't go their way, and if you've listened to the show or listened to me as a better and giving betting advice, I'm a trends guy. Saints have lost 14 of 18 games they played on the road at Minnesota, and that includes the two playoff losses. They've only won there twice in 30 years. Both were with Drew Brees as quarterback. So it's not a great place for the Saints historically. And frankly, the Saints just don't play well against the Vikings, period. They've had some boneheaded blunders against the Vikings throughout their long and interesting history. That being said, I just don't know how you can't like the Saints this week. A chance to go into their bye with three in a row, but I guess what I'm saying is, yes, I feel differently about them as I record this, but would it surprise me at all if I have to come on here Monday and my Derry's dime is similar to the one that I had after the Jacksonville game, which is now, again, the second most listened to show in this show's short two-plus-year history. Third season. No, no one would be surprised. So I'm not telling you to go bet the, bet the rent on it. I'm not even saying it's part of my best bets. But we'll see. Speaking of best bets, Uncle Big Nick coming on now, and when he's done, we'll wrap up the show with my final thoughts and give you a preview of what's coming up here on bet.nola.com this afternoon and tomorrow morning here on Datitude. I think she wants me to make picks, but I don't know about you to make picks. I mean, who doesn't like a good roller coaster ride? Uh, well, I mean, I guess that's what kids like, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, know. that's what she, she is. She tall enough to ride the roller coasters now? No, I mean, no. I hope so. I, you know what? I don't know if she's ever going to be tall enough to to ride the roller coaster. <laughs> the poor thing. The last time we went to amusement park, she got shut out of everything and cried about it all. So, oh God, poor little thing. She's going to be short like her mama. That's a whole different story. Nobody wants to hear about that. They want to hear about the success of Jim Derry and Uncle Big Nick, and that's we're going to – well, like Uncle Big Nick Use that term loosely when you talk about me. Yeah, well, you know, this is – every other week you were fantastic, and so you were pretty mundanely average last week, uh, two and three. So uh, you got to be good this week. So that's what we hope for. I was four and one, plus 60 overall for the season. You are 23 and 22, plus six. You still green for the year plus six. They have well, that not matters, right? Yeah, and uh, I am twenty-seven and eighteen plus one sixty-eight on the season. We're trying to give them winners here as we do every Thursday. Uh, before we get to the picks, um, I think we were both wrong about the LSU fighting Tigers last week. Yeah, and you've been knowing me for what twenty-something years. I've been betting time. for twenty-something years. You were a lot bigger back then. Yeah, and every a better. 
always has to change his stripes and change the way they think, I think. Literally. Evolve. And I kind of, in the Alabama-LSU game, I had a big light bulb go off. For some reason, every time I would pick a shootout, I would say pick the best quarterback, best offense. Shootout, win the game. But thinking about it, it's always easier to bet after the game. Yeah. You pick should the pick worst the, against the worst defense. Yeah. Just pick the team that has the better defense. Pick yeah. the team because you only need one or two stops in a shootout to win the game. Or okay. or bet the over. Oh, you just bet the over. Don't take the money line. <laughs> who, then who cares who wins if you yeah, bet the over? Yeah, exactly. It just that game was Look, crazy. You know, I haven't been like completely wrong about a lot of things this year, but I was completely wrong about that because I really thought that the uh, I thought the LSU defensive backfield had improved enough. And yeah. I didn't, you know, what I didn't take into account is the fact, and I took it into account, I just ignored it, I guess because I wanted to, uh, which is really bad for a better, by the way. I didn't have it in my best bets or anything, but I just thought LSU's defensive backfield would have learned enough to, and they, would, they were doing what we said. They were spying. They were playing the cover too early on. And then for some reason, they stopped. They stopped doing it. As soon as they stopped spying, Milrow was like throwing stuff wide open across the middle of the field, and Perkins is blitzing, and for what? I mean, it's not doing any good, so I don't understand I, what they saw I'll tell you what. It's a good thing that Bill Rowe is terrible because if yeah. he could throw, it would have been 70 to 28. I agree. Like, I agree that's why I bet against him because Bill Rowe's so terrible, and he is. He's still terrible. He just ran a lot. He didn't really <laughs> beat him with the passing game. It just goes, goes to show if you're just a decent quarterback for Alabama, you're going to be in the conversation for Heisman Trophy because – He's not good at all, and yet I I still hear people talking about. Him. I'm like, are you crazy? It's yeah. horrendous. He's horrendous. I mean, you watch him throw; it's bad. He, he couldn't hit the broadside of a if ball. If you if you watch that game and you think Milrow deserves to be in the conversation and not Daniels, you you have problems. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. And Jane Daniels is still be in New York. Uh, is we'll Daniels going to play this week? Well, we, we talk about that on the final bet show on Fox Eight. That's one of the topics okay. of conversation, and uh, the answer is. I don't, don't think know. we know. Um, and I think Saban if Saban went to audit the code red, I think they could have had a chance to come back. Yeah, I, mean, and, I know, know that that call, that play did not lose the game for LSU. But what that play did was if LSU had a 30% chance to come back and win the game, they had one. a negative 30% chance to yeah. come back and win the game with Nussbaum. There's no doubt about that. I, I think we're both in agreement there. But uh, who knows? We'll never know. Um, there were weird calls. We can't blame it on the officials. But I said this earlier in the week. And I asked the question, you know, I watch a lot of SEC football. I had never seen those refs before ever. I haven't either. And I, I so of course, I watch you, a lot of it too. I'm assuming they really are SEC refs. I mean, I didn't go look into this, and I probably should before I talk about it. But I look, why would you assign some low-level, inexperienced crew to Alabama LSU? It made no sense to me whatsoever. Never no. saw the, that crew before in my life. It, well, it, had a, it had a weird start time. It was on CBS at night. I, I don't know. Maybe that all came into account, you know? I don't know. But I uh, guess we'll, uh, we'll uh, find out as we go along. All right. It is time to move along as we get to – we are at week 10 in the NFL, week 11 in college football. Hard to believe. That's nuts. It really is. This goes by. It really is. But uh, that's where we are. We're going to start off with you. The way we do it is we are allowed that up to $100 per week, plus the juice, whatever that may be. Um, and here we are again. And you're going to start off 
NFL, we do not have crossfire. I actually fully back your pick. It is not in my best bets, but it almost made my card. I like it a lot. Go for it. Uh, I'm taking the Browns plus six against Baltimore. Baltimore is everybody's favorite team right now. Baltimore is great. Baltimore is number one in the league. They're the best team, blah, blah, blah. Flavor blah. of the week. And it's just, it's a divisional game in the AFC North that they're given six points. I know they're home, but home favorites in division since 2015 is only 45% against the spread. And that's just not that division. That's every division. So uh, divisional games, especially in this division, if I see over three, I'm taking it. I'm taking the underdog because they always play tough. Yeah, Lamar has looked great. Lamar is 18-1 and one against the NFC in the last three games. Who he played? The NFC. Yeah. Before he played the NFC, they only scored 17 points against Tennessee. So, I mean, I, I, what I do you say don't to, like this line. What do you say to the people who, because this, this came up when I was looking at it, and Cleveland's history against Baltimore as of late is not very good, and they got the doors blown off of them when they played them the first time. It was without Deshaun Watson. And it was with the kid from UCLA. I don't even remember his name. Dorian. Yeah, that, Dorian. Thompson. BTR. That's yeah, all I call him. Dorian Thompson Robinson, I think. Yeah. Don't hold me to that. But um, DTR, yeah. So is that is that what you're I saying? I don't think the Cleveland team's the same team right now. I mean, DTR turned the ball over like five times in that game. Yeah. So you're saying that if the, the Bears played the Saints I mean, again, the Bears might win. Uh, the Bears should have won that game like 10 I, times out of 10. I actually disagree. <laughs> I, I think, I think you know, it's funny because the guys we listen to, we talk about phony finals when we're getting off topic. But uh, I think it was a phony final the other way. I think the Saints should have won, like, by 20. There were, like, everything that could have happened to – and uh, the guy has been on this show many times before, and he's kind of he's grown up and become so big that he's, like, too big for the show now. Adam Chernoff um, was listening to him earlier in the week, and he said, you know, if you had the Saints minus nine and a half – they did basically everything they possibly could to make sure they, that you didn't cover. Um, because, I am. I'm raising I mean, my hand. And I, and I understand why Saints better. Maybe that's be why I'm better. Probably is. Because the Saints. I mean, every turnover the Saints if got they play, was inside the Earl's. If they turnover. play that second half ten times, nine times they're going to cover. You know, they, they, they're trying to run fourth and one with Derek Carr instead of Taysom Hill. Um, and then. The, the groupie kids doinking one off the, the upright. I mean, they should have easily won. And I'm not exaggerating. They should have easily won by 17, in my opinion. Yeah, but so. if Chicago don't turn the ball over, then it's a totally different game. But Chicago's going to turn the ball over. It's what they do. Right. So, especially some dude named Bajant. <laughs> so, anyway, we, we digress. But uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Cleveland plus six. All right, let me go back Baltimore. to another trend yeah, here. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Is Baltimore is 5-14. and 14 as a three-and-a-half-point favorite or more under Harbaugh. So it's not like they blow teams out when they're big favorites. They yeah. blow te- they win when they're underdogs. But I just I don't like this spot here for them at all. I agree that the spot is also bad because whenever a team blows uh, a team out like they did last week against Seattle um, and they got a division opponent coming in, I agree. It's not a great spot. And uh, meanwhile, Cleveland is – I think I still – I wouldn't count Cleveland out in this division race. Uh, I really wouldn't. I, I, it looks like it's be Baltimore. There are three really good teams in there, and that's not counting Pittsburgh, who keeps getting underrated. And nobody's talking about Cincinnati. That's what I mean. I mean, Cincinnati's one of the three teams. I mean, you, you can still get a bargain on them. <laughs> I know you hate him, but Colin said, to start, he said from now on, when Starbucks starts selling pumpkin spice, he's going to start betting on Cincinnati. Yeah. That's, basically oh. when, that's basically when they start playing. 
Well, that's a whole different story. That uh, Joe Burrow was banged up, and now he's not. Yeah, banged exactly. Up. So, doesn't matter who else is banged up. All right, we're gonna get to my cheapest bet. Uh, I'm only. By the way, that was your uh, twenty-two to win two, twenty. Two to win twenty. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm betting eleven to win ten, and oh, it's not because I don't like the pick. It's because my biggest bet this this week is the biggest bet I've ever made on this show. That's coming up in a little bit. But eleven dollars to win ten. And this is simply being contrarian because when I went on to the site that I normally go on to find out what the numbers are public-wise, 99%, and I mean 99, which means 100 because they can't fit the 100 in there. So when I say everybody and their grandma is betting on Detroit this week against the Chargers, I mean everybody and their grandma, which is an insta best bet the other way. So give me the Chargers plus three over Detroit. I know the Chargers look terrible on Monday Night Football, and everybody is gaga goo goo over Detroit, and I and I get why they are because I do think Detroit could be a force going forward, but I'm not ready to cry on them yet. I don't think Detroit's is. Who are they to be laying minus three to me against a good team? I think Brandon Staley sucks and is one of the worst coaches in the NFL. But the talent this Chargers team has, they're banged up, but. I still think they have a good chance to win at home against Detroit. So just to be contrarian, eleven dollars to win ten. Give me the Chargers plus three at home against the all of a sudden greatest team on turf, Detroit Lions. I hate this pick. Let me call. Go ahead. I know you're Aunt Mabel. <laughs> you are the Aunt definition Mabel. of Aunt Mabel. I mean, Detroit. Now you're the ninety-nine You go. You go bet ninety-nine percenter. I'm not going bet. I, I'm not going to bet it. I mean, I'm. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch it. You know I how just, hard it is to move a line off of two and a half to three. They did it. It was two and a half, and finally the books set, relented and said, "You know what? We give up. We make it three. You know how often that happens? Not very often. No. And so, everybody's still gonna take it at three. I know, and it may end up three and a half. So wait. Yeah. It's not gonna go back to two and a half. I'll tell you that right. No, now. it's not. I just. I. I just think. I, I don't. This Chargers team just ain't good to me. Something's wrong with Herbert. I know he's got that big thing on his finger. I just think something's wrong with him. No, you know what's and wrong with him? Brandon Staley. Exactly. Yeah. It's terrible. It's but just he's like, what's do... wrong with Mahomes? Matt Nagy. The Chargers are going to do just enough to make to them. To lose by keep... three. No, to make them. <laughs> make. The... I'm not talking about in this game. I'm talking about for the oh. season. They're going to do just enough in this season to make them keep this dummy. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I have no idea why because they, they don't because they don't spend is, a lot of money. He is underachieving with the most talent than anybody else in the because league. he's one of these analytics coaches. He coaches by a card. He doesn't coach by Feel. common sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I'm still taking the Chargers plus three over Detroit. It's only eleven to one ten. We'll see how it goes. Um, I've been pretty good with these contrarian picks. We'll see how it goes. All right, you're back in the college ranks. Twenty to win twenty-one. You got the Navy money line. You are all over the American Athletic Conference this week. Navy money line to beat the UAB Blazers. You are not all over the fight in Trent Dilfer's. I am not. And it's surely just because of defense. What do we do in bowl games? When we see Navy, Air Force, Army, we look at the bowl game and we look at the Russian defense of the other team. And that's what determines if I'm betting on Navy or one of these armed forces teams. UAB is almost dead last in the country in rushing defense. They give up 200 yards a game, 5.3 yards a carry. You think they're going to better stop the triple option? 
And then they giving points to Navy? Yeah, I'll take it. I'll be an idiot. You know I mean? Right, Just well, give it to me. I need to change the song, I guess. Uncle Big Idiot. There you go. UBI. People would like that a lot better. What's going on, UBI? Uh, I don't have one, a feeling one way that I'm not going to be betting Saturday. My wife's out of town. I'll probably be spending Saturday away from the television. I don't even know what time LSU starts. And I'm sitting, I think they're playing night, 6:30. right? 6.30. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know the answer to that. Um, I'll be away from my television most of Saturday, spending time with my children. Hey, Navy, the biggest knock, I've been, I was reading up on the Navy team, the biggest knock is that they're not good on third down. Well, if they're getting five yards a carry on first and second down, they're not going to have to use third down. All right. Well, spoiler alert, I may actually take my kids, speaking of spending time with my kids, I may take them to the game you've got. To the got Navy game? Num- no, because I'm not going to, is that in Birmingham or is it in Annapolis? I have no it's idea. It's in a UAB. It's at okay. UAB. Okay, I'm not driving. No, it's in from... Navy. It's at the, no, it's Navy's home. That's true. All right. Navy's home. Sorry. Um, I'm not driving that far, but uh, I might go to the one that's number one on your list. We'll talk about that in a little bit. All right, my no, my next pick is $18 to win 15 uh, It is a teaser. I have, after a slow start with my teasers, I'm finally gotten a little bit better. I've won three of the last four teasers. We're going for it again. New England plus seven and a half over Indianapolis. So the, the rule with the teaser is you got to pick two like a parlay. You got to get them both right, but you do get gifted Six points for each. You got to win them both, and it is 125 to win uh, 100, or in this case, 18 to win 15. New England plus seven and a half over Indianapolis, and Buffalo minus one and a half over Denver. My thinking with New England is simple. Uh, look, you Bill go get up early. I I do get up early when they play early. Yeah, I get up early on Sundays when they play. Um, I I might not get up till the second quarter of this one though. No. I'm just gonna say, uh, look. Bill Belichick is literally, um, I can't believe that a legend is fighting for his job, but that's the word. The word on the street is there's potential that they could let him go before the season's over. I have a hard time believing it, but people I trust are saying that now. Um, so I guess it's possible. Does he really and care? I don't know go. if he cares, but here's the thing. He does. He's not going to show you that he cares. I you know what he does that. care about? He does care with the fact that he lost at home to Washington last week. And they're not going to lose to two crappy teams back to back. So if anything, he doesn't get blown up by, by, by bad teams. It's been a long time since he's been blown up by a bad team. So that's not going to happen. And then uh, Buffalo, Denver. I think Denver could cover the seven and a half. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But this means Buffalo's basically just got to win. Uh, and if you look at their schedule coming up, they've got a brutal schedule. If they don't win this game, yeah, they're, 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 they're done. I mean, yeah. I think they're done, done. So I, I can't believe they're done. So I'm, I'm putting that as part of my teaser. 18 to win 15. New England plus seven and a half over Indianapolis. Buffalo minus one and a half over that. Yeah, I like this a lot. Um, I don't bet teasers, but you're the teaser pro. So I'll just leave it up to you. Three out of four. Let's see if we can make it four out of five. All right, your next pick. You have not had a whole lot of luck. I went ahead to go back and look with parlays. You, you have not had a good season with your parlays. But I got to give you the old fight and try because you keep coming back to them. You got one here. I, and, again, I probably will watch part of this game. I don't want any part of Ole Miss, but you, you, you're liking them here. I think it's more of an anti-Ugga pick. Ole Miss plus 10.5 over Georgia and the under 58. You're going under in an Ole Miss game, and you're picking Ole Miss. Yes, I am. Cardinal rules you're breaking here. Well, I mean, you're going to break a streak. you got to break rules, you know. Mississippi 
I know you hate Lane Kiffin, but they're four and one against the spread in his last five games as a dog. Georgia's, I think they've they've covered twice this no once this year, and it was the one time I picked against them against Kentucky. So I'm doing that again. So maybe Georgia's, you just jinxed them. I, I, Georgia's not playing great. They're not. They're not as great as they've been. I still think they're really, really good. I mean, seven of these last eight meetings have gone under the total with this these two teams. So it's just, I, I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. I don't think I can see this as a shootout. And Georgia, as good as they've been, they're only 4-10-1 against the spread in their last 15 games as a home favorite. Maybe that's because the lines have been so inflated. But if they're going to inflate the lines, I'm going to take it. I do like the hook part of it, um, the 10 and a half instead of just 10. It tells you, it, but whenever they do that, they basically beg, they're begging for you to take the team that's getting the half there. Um, I will say this, and you're right, I am a little skewed. I don't bet, I don't, I rarely bet on or against teams, coaches that I hate um, because I know my opinion is a little skewed or flawed. Um, but in this case, I just got to think Kirby Smith is just licking his chops. Kirby Smart. I mean, Kirby Smart. What did I say? Yeah, Smith. Oh, jeez. I mean, jeez. It's been that kind of morning. Um, I just think Kirby Smart is licking his chops because everybody wants to beat. You know, we're on, we're on a podcast. I can say this word. Everybody wants to beat an asshole. And there's not a bigger asshole, I don't think, in college football, except maybe, maybe Jim Harbaugh than Lane Kiffin. Uh, so those two guys would just motivate me to no end. I think Georgia is 10 and a half points better. Everything you say is true. Uh, so I could see why you're on this pick. And this but is just, 25 to win 66. So this is my biggest bet of the week. I just, yeah, 25 to win. I, I just think Kirby Smart is going to get his troops fired up to send a message to this kind of team. And I, I like the under part of it, but I think it, I like the under because I think it's going to be like 27 to 10. I just think he's going to put Ole Miss in their place. I don't think they're as good as everybody thinks they are. I don't think Jackson Dart's as good as anybody thinks they are. I don't think their receivers are as good as anybody thinks they are. And I know their offensive line isn't that great. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might actually bet a couple dollars against you. Not enough to crossfire and have the auto, auto $30 pick, but uh, I, I don't like this pick at all. I could see this being like 27-20. Okay. Well, we'll... Sure, we'll talk about it next Thursday, one way or the With other. Georgia winning, of course. I don't think Georgia loses. I just don't think they cover it today. I got you. 25 to win, 66. Parlay, Ole Miss, plus 10.5 over Georgia, and the under 58 is Uncle Big Nick's Parlay of the Week. All right, my next pick is just a straight pick, $17 to win, 15. And it is Uncle Big Nick's San Francisco 49ers, minus three over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, this is a pretty simple handicap. Uh, it's 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 twofold. First of all, it's as much betting against Jacksonville as it is betting on San Francisco. Jacksonville has not been good at home this year. Everybody's talking about how great they are. This is a team, if we remember, not that long ago, lost by 20 at home to the Houston Texans. And Houston Texans are getting way too much love right now. Um, so, look. Since he's going to annihilate them, I almost put them in this. Yeah, I agree. And, and we'll talk about that in just a minute, by the way. Um, San Francisco has just been licking their chops. They've had the bye week to get healthy. Debo Sanders. They had the bye week for everybody to tell them how bad how they bad are. They are. <laughs> exactly. Their season's over. Season's yeah, over. over. We'll show you season's over, pal. Debo Samuel coming back. Left tackle Trent Williams is coming back. Um, I think Brock Purdy is going to be super. He's hearing, oh, maybe Brock Purdy 
isn't that good. Well, here, here's what I got for you. And I think San Francisco has a great game in Jacksonville, and they can't wait to get back on the field. I agree. I totally agree. I was going to take it, but I, I was waiting for you to scream at me about being a homer. But um, I, I just I said the same thing. They, that's all you've been doing for two weeks is hearing how bad they are, three losses in a row, season's over. They're not as good as Philly, not as good as Dallas even, people are saying, even though they annihilated Dallas. So I, I just think they come out and make a statement here. Like it's yeah. a team that everybody loves. Jacksonville's everybody's darling, just like Baltimore is right now. So people don't Jacksonville's realize how coming big... off a bye too, but yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, who cares? I yeah. mean, I, I, look, Trevor Lawrence has not been a, a special this year. He's no, definitely... ETN's been playing really good, but 100%. he doesn't have a great game against it, this defense. I don't think. I think this defense is going to be fired up. I agree. I think. So and I like made the announcement that Wilkes is going to be on the field now, not in the booth. So I don't know. If that makes a big difference, but. It's a change that they're trying, you know. Would you, would you want to, like, he doesn't seem like this huge guy, but Steve Wilkes just seems like a guy you wouldn't want to mess with. Yeah, he, he's got that angry face. Like Yeah. Like, D'Amico was, D'Amico, when he was D.C., like, he was just like this happy, get your fire. Oh, up yeah, he was guy. fired up. He Steve Wilkes was the guy where he would wait till you turn around and just punch you in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're walking to the sideline, you don't want to walk. Exactly. You walk <laughs> exactly. If he's at the 20, you're walking in at the 30. I ain't messing with that dude. All right, we're oh, moving I see on. The, uh, going off topic, talking to walking to the sideline, one of the Bama players, they interviewed him, and he said one of the games he was coming off the field, he said, oh, man, Saban's mad at somebody. I wonder who he's going to yell at. He said it wound up being him. <laughs> he didn't realize it was him. <laughs> like, oh, man, who's Saban going to get? And he went right after Me that. Today. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going at him either. All right, 17 to win 15. Frisco minus three over Jacksonville. Moving on. You lost with them. You lost to them last week, so you're picking them this week. 22 to win 20, Kansas minus three and a half over Texas Tech. So, all suddenly you're a Jayhawks fan. I've been a Jayhawks fan. It's just I thought Iowa State was going to beat them, and they impressed me last week. So why not take them this week? I'll be mad at them two weeks in a row, I guess. You know, you can't it's, beat them. This is yeah. This is more of a play against Texas Tech. Texas Tech is not really that good. They lost to a horrible BYU team. Uh, Texas Tech is 0 and 5 against the spread against teams with a winning record this year, which means they beat up on the bad teams and lose to the good teams. And Kansas is a good team. And they can't just has covered four straight at home. And I, I'm believing this Kansas team to beat this you, Texas Tech finally, team. <clears throat> finally relenting and giving in. Kansas is okay. Uh, I, I like this pick. I think Kansas is better than people give them credit for. And I agree with you that Texas Tech. And I almost took Iowa State this week, too, to bounce back. I was going to do both. both that teams, seems like a low line, actually. And I know it three is. and a half, you know, three and a half again. Here's a chance where they're begging you to take Texas Tech. Uh, so just off, when I see a three and a half, I want to take the team that's given the three and a half. So we'll see. Anyway, I agree with this pick. Kansas minus three and a half over Texas Tech. All right, my next pick is $22 to win 20. It is one of my favorite spread picks of the, of the year. But the, here's the thing is I got so much on my uh, my top pick. I had to do 22 instead of 33. Atlanta minus one and a half over Arizona. It must be really good if I'm picking the Falcons uh, and laying a point and a half on the road. Uh, what is the deal with Arizona only getting a point and a half? I don't care if Kyler Murray is a quarterback in this team or Carson Palmer or Kurt Warner or any other Cardinals quarterback that's ever quarterbacked this team. This team is awful. 
They're the, the worst team in the league. Well, they're the second worst. It's the worst constructed the Giants, team in the league. I think the Giants are the worst team in the league now. Oh well, um, yeah, if you got a, anytime you got a quarterback named Devito. Yeah, exactly. Could be uh, it bad. might be Danny for all we know, but uh, that they're coming up as Danny well. might be better. You might be, but uh, look, I, Atlanta after last week being bone. Usually teams that are mediocre, and I think Atlanta's mediocre. Look, I've been on in their case. I think Arthur Smith's an awful coach. Um, terrible. Any, any guy, body that doesn't use their best player in the red zone yeah. because he's trying to be cute, and all the other yeah, team knows they did admit that he's trying to be cute by not using him. Who like, cares? People you... would do it, but they wouldn't admit it. Even Pete Carmichael has adjusted and and realized he needs to use Taysom Hill. I mean, even clipboard holder has realized he needs to adjust. But for some reason, Arthur Smith says, "You know what? I'm going to get myself fired." Well, you know what? I don't. Th- I think he's not going to be cute, and it doesn't matter if he's cute or not. I think Arizona man has a goal, and if he wants to yeah. attend that goal, just go ahead. You know what Arizona's goal is? To get the number one pick in the draft. They're not going to yes. go screw it up. Uh, they didn't trade Josh Dobbs because they wanted to be good. Jo- trade Josh Dobbs for nothing, by the way. They got nothing for Josh Dobbs, and uh, Atlanta's going to. Did you see the new trend going on with Minnesota fans with Josh Dobbs? No. Minnesota fans are shaving their eyebrows off because Josh Jobs doesn't have eyebrows. Yeah, well, we'll see how that works for him this week. I'm not making that pick yet. Got two of them back on. All right, so Atlanta minus one and a half over Arizona, 22 to win 20. Speaking of 22 to win 20. If Kyler Murray's coming back, is Kyler Murray that good? No. No, I mean, he's not. Does Kyler Murray even care? No. Like, Call I don't of even Duty know why, they're even putting, why are they even putting him back in just to prove that The new Call play? of Duty comes out tomorrow, so I can't believe they're putting him back in this week. <laughs> Poor Kyle Murray. He's misunderstood. All right, your top pick of the week is betting against Tulane again. Tulsa. Why Why stop now? Plus 23 over the fighting green wave. I know you went back and looked just to mess with me about my parlay. Did you go back and look at how I'm doing betting against Tulane? It's 3-0. Okay, well, I'm not telling you to, to break away from anything that works for you. I just I don't. I have no idea why they're giving so many points. I'm probably going to find out. Yeah, you probably are going to find Saturday. out. I mean, yeah. But I just, I can't see this team blowing anybody out. You have to show me that they can blow somebody out before I Oh, they betting. can. They just don't care whether they do or not. I think they're about exactly. to start caring. I don't know if they, why did why should they care? Everybody loves them. They're still 23-point favorites. Because I think they realize they're at the point now of the season where they've got to make a statement to get into that New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, they have an excellent chance to play in, like, the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, and to be able to play in the Cotton Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl back-to-back, I think it matters yeah, to them. Tulane, that's, that's, I mean, that makes sense, but just win. It's Tulane. I mean, it's not like it's LSU where that doesn't matter. All right. I know. I'm saying, I mean, but just win. Just win by 14. They ain't got to win by 24. Yeah, but they've been – I said this on the show as well uh, on the uh, final bet show. They're like the cat and the mouse. They're like batting the mouse around. Last week, East Carolina scores 10. All right, all right you scored your 10. We, we put our foot down on you. We're going to go score enough. But they only scored 13. Yeah, but uh, the difference is I think they know that they need style points now. I'm, I'm not te- – look, I get why you're doing it. I would keep doing it too. So I'm not I'm not advising people to bet against your pick. I'm not I'm not telling anyone to no, go run just out being, and bet Tulane. Just playing the other side is all you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that this is why I wouldn't bet on Tulsa. I'm not telling you to go bet on Tulane. I'm just telling you that if you look at the stats last week, Tulane did something last week they really haven't done, and that was outstat the hell out of ECU. They they had more than double the – they only gave up like 160 total yards 
Yeah. Uh, to ECU. ECU's so, god awful. Right, Tulsa's and so is Tulsa. Tulsa might be worse. Yeah. So I, I just think if they do that again here, they could win forty-two to nothing. I think there's a that I think there's like a realistic chance that Tulsa doesn't score in this game. So, I mean, we'll see if that's that's the case or not. Again, I'm not advocating to go run out to the window and bet on Tulane minus twenty-three <laughs> and uh, be a little careful betting on the Golden Hurricane. But hey, you have been successful. That is your twenty-two dollar. Uh, pick your number one pick Tulsa plus 23 over Tulane. I have a weird, interesting pick. Here is my number one pick. And it's not something I've ever done on this show before. Frankly, I don't know if I've ever done it. I- I've done it in, in, in real. Can time. I guess it? Cause I don't know it. Sure. Go ahead. Dallas. It's it's no, well, sort of it's a three leg money line parlay. And it's a uh, minus one Oh five, which means I'm betting 42 to win 40, which means all three, Legs of this have to hit, but I'm just betting the money line. There's no point spread. If you know, if you're fairly new to betting, no point spread. They just got to win. Dallas, Dallas, Seattle, Cincinnati. You got it. Dallas over the Giants. <laughs> That's easy. I mean, if that doesn't happen, then I, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, if that doesn't happen, Dallas. The only is reason explode. why I threw Dallas. Jerry Jones's head's going to explode. It changed the, the. I originally had Cincinnati and Seattle by themselves, but then that was minus one twenty. If you throw Dallas in, it drops to minus 105. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Dallas over the Giants. I got Seattle over Washington just to win. Seattle can't wait to get home, by the way. No, I Seattle think. can't wait to annihilate somebody. Yeah, exactly. And Washington, they had their, like, upset of the year last year, last week against the Patriots. You know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're going back to being the commanders this week. And then Cincinnati over Houston. Um, Houston has been awful. On the road. On the road. C.J. Stroud has been bad on the road. Exactly. And he's going into the jungle. And Joe Burrow and company, I know I've been probably dissed them a little bit, but they're on a mission. And they are not going to lose to Houston. I would be very surprised. They lose does the to Houston chase thing scare you at all? Or no, I don't yeah, it does a little bit. But they, look, Cincinnati has so many damn weapons. Yeah, as long as Burrow's throwing to the weapons, we're fine. They don't need it. I mean, Houston's pass defense, surprisingly, with D'Amico Ryans is not very good. Um, their run defense isn't that great either. Their defense as a whole isn't very good. But uh, I just think that Cincinnati is going to be able to. I like actually like Cincinnati minus seven as well, but not enough to make it the biggest bet I've made all year. $42 to win 40. Cincinnati over Houston, straight up. Seattle over Washington, straight up. Dallas over the Giants, straight up. And a three-leg money line parlay. It's just so easy. How can it lose? Well, that's what scares the hell out of you, right? Exactly. That's what's supposed and to it's see. basically even money. Yeah. So, I, I just, mean, I, this I'm, I mean, I'm putting my, I'm, when I say that, you know, we usually, not usually, we almost always bet on everything we advocate in this show. I'm probably going to bet more than what I'm advocating to bet here. I'll just say that. Which is huge for you. Exactly. Because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chicken when it comes to betting. I've had a really good year betting, by the way. Um, really good. One of my best ever. Uh, but I'm going to probably lay a little lumber in the, on this one. Well, I've been I've been riding a roller coaster ride myself with betting too. So, what are you gonna do this weekend, Uncle Big Nick? What what? I, I what do you mean? Life? See, see, you ask what Uncle Big Nick's gonna be doing, and basically, if the answer is, "What are you an idiot?" It's a football weekend. I'm gonna be watching football. Yeah, well, and now me and uh, Doctor Dom are going to play golf tomorrow, uh, Saturday. So. Oh, y'all never even invited me. Yes, we did. It's in the group text. I got. Really? Uh, when did yeah. that happen? You better call that? a game Friday night. 
I do have to call you Friday. We're going to Boulder Vodge Friday night playing golf Saturday. Oh, that's right. And my wife, like I said, my wife's on a cruise. Yeah. I'm home alone with the 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 children. The little girls ain't invited, so. Oh, well. I mean, I love them, but they're not invited to this. You don't want to cry baby on the golf course? I'm a cry baby on the golf course. What are you talking about? (laughs) All right. We'll see how much you're crying next week. I'm not good enough to cry, but I cry anyway. All right. Next week, by the way, uh, I never told you this, so I'm just going to throw it out there to you. Next week, we will be on the air on Friday, combining two shows because the Saints are off. Well, Saints got to buy next week? Saints got to buy next week. So we'll be uh, doing one show, and it's going to be on Friday. So. Don't they play on Thanksgiving? Do they play on Thanksgiving? No. No. Oh, okay. They're all, they got one Thursday game left, and it is the Thursday before Christmas. They go to at they go to the Rams. Oh, okay. Can't wait fighting for Carts and Winces. Fighting somebody. The Brett Rippins. <laughs> <laughs> Talk uh, to you later. Wentz is going to be starting next week, probably. Really? Yeah, they signed Carson Wentz. How did I miss that? You missed them signing yeah. Carson Wentz? Really? Yeah, I missed them signing Carson Wentz. Yeah, they signed yesterday. They signed Carson Wentz. So you're telling me something I didn't Carson know. Carson Wentz is trying to get the Infinity Stones for uh, football teams he's played for. I hope he doesn't wear black and gold anytime soon. Yeah, he's, he's, they signed him All right. for a bye week, so you know he's going to be starting. We'll see what happens. All right, Uncle Benick, we'll see you next Friday. All right, bud. Trying to come off that schneid a little bit. A little, little mini schneid. For Uncle Big Nick. Went two and three. He's in a, you want to talk about the Saints roller coaster? That's all Uncle Big Nick. Uncle Big Nick is a micro. He hates the Saints, so he's going to hate me saying this. But Uncle Big Nick is basically just like the Saints. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, up, down, down, up, up, down, down. Plus six for the season. We'll see what he does this week. All right. Uh, before we close the show today, just kind of talking about what's coming up. Uh, we told you a little bit with Uncle Big Nick. Next week is going to be a weird week. Saints are on a bye. So uh, we'll have my dime. We'll not have a show on Thursday. Then we'll have the regular Friday show. Uncle Big Nick and Larry Holder will be on the same show. Then the following week, there will be no Monday show. So trying to figure out a little break time. And I think that's Thanksgiving week, too, that week after. So there'll probably only be one show the week of Thanksgiving, and it'll be on uh, Friday morning. Uh, we'll, We'll figure that out later. We'll let you know ahead of time as it goes. Look, Saints-Vikings, again, we're going to talk about it tomorrow with Larry Holder of The Athletic as we do each Friday morning. Good spot. It really is. It's a good spot. I know some of you might not see it that way, but it's a good spot. It really is. So uh, play it by ear. But all the people that are so down on this team, I just don't understand. I mean, I get why you think they should be better, but they're 5-4 and four and they're winning the division, which is a whole hell of a lot Better than they were two weeks ago when they were three and four and trailing the Falcons by a game and trailing the Buccaneers. It's a whole hell of a lot better. This team is better than they were two weeks ago. They have made changes, and the changes not only have been significant, but they've worked. The playbook is smaller. It's helped. Uh, Taysom Hill has been used much more often. It's helped. The offensive line has been changed. It's helped. It's much better. Andrus Pete at left tackle has been a success, at least in the Saints world. I'm not saying that it's been great, but last week, Andrus Pete at left tackle and James Hurst at left guard was pretty good. The Saints have moved up in the PFF offensive line rankings that come out every week. They were 32nd not long ago. I think they're 23rd or 24th now. 
Is that a reason to jump for joy? No. But it sure beats what it was. If the Saints have an offensive line that is just going to keep Derek Carr from getting killed, that might be good enough. I haven't heard people bitching nearly as much about Derek Carr the past couple weeks. Sure, they still try. Had a good friend of mine ask me the other day. He doesn't like Derek Carr, and he likes Jameis Winston. Now, I know most people, most Saints fans out there hate both of them. You know why? Because they're not Drew Brees. But he asked me, is they have some kind of bias against Jameis Winston? No. Jameis Winston came here because he wanted to. He wanted to be a backup. There's no question about that. He wanted to be a backup, and he's okay with it. I think they treated him fairly. What do you want him to do? They're not going to take out the $40 million quarterback. It's not the same as last year when I was arguing that Jameis Winston should be in instead of Andy Dalton. Completely different. You spent $40 million a year on a quarterback. The Saints had the highest. They spent more money on Derek Carr than any other team did on any other free agent. You're not going to take them out, whether you like them or not. That's why I tell people, quit wasting your breath. You can hate Dennis Allen all you want. He's not going anywhere. I don't want to hear that. It's funny, on the live show, I can see how many people are watching at the same t- at any given time. As soon as I say something that I know people don't want to hear, the numbers go down. It, it's, it's funny, actually. They don't want to hear it, they turn it off. They'll, they'll come back, most of them. They'll come back and see if I'm still talking about it. I'm still talking, oh, no, he's still talking about it. They click off. They don't want to hear me talk good about Derek Carr. Nobody wants to hear me talk good about Derek Carr. I'm just telling it the way that it is or the way that I think that it is. All right, uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Uh, we got LSU Florida coming up. We're going to talk about that on Bayou Bets this afternoon. Uh, Four o'clock, all of our NOLA.com and bet.nola.com social media channels, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it. Um, you can go and find us. In fact, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube, Bayou Bets YouTube channel, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Uh, it will, you will always get notified whenever we go live, which is three times a week, 4 o'clock on Monday, 4 o'clock on Thursday, and then Datitude Live is 10 a.m. on Friday morning. And, you know, you can always come back and hear the recorded version of Datitude, which is obviously what you're doing now. Everyone have a great Thursday. Enjoy that Panthers-Bears game. I'm sure you can't wait for that. Who knows? Maybe we'll mention it tomorrow. Probably not. Larry Holder, The Athletic, with us. And then a weird week next week. We'll talk more about that later on. Have a great Thursday. Peace and love, my friend. Turn